Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, everybody? How we doing? This is Hayden and Mitch, and we're here with Hill Pursuit, episode 11 of the podcast. Pretty cool. Um, we just entered the the double digit episodes and we're cranking out another one almost right away. So, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy Mitch. What's going on? Not much. I had a good surprise for you there. Logging on to my zoom in my wife's account. Another, uh, another nice background. You did did have, it it was a, it was a beautiful background and I'm, I'm glad you switched. Otherwise I would, I would be way too distracted right now. <laughs> yeah. When I see her, when I seen her name pop up, I'm like, Oh, what's this going to be? So I had yeah. to, I had to switch that out. So no, I'm doing good, man. Good. Good. Well, anyways, we're, we're happy you guys are here. We're happy you're listening. Um, please continue to like subscribe and, and check us out. We got the daily blog on the website, hillpursuit.com. Um, you can find the podcast on the website too. You can find us on social media at Hill Pursuit on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can send us an email at hillpursuit at gmail.com. So do all of that, all of the things, hit us up, leave some comments. Let's start a conversation and, and we would love to hear from you guys. So, so please keep following along. Thanks for listening and, and give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, I would love to hear some, hear some feedback. What about you? Yeah, we haven't had a little bit in a while, have we, on any platform yeah. feedback-wise? Yeah, so, you know, we, we probably have a solid uh, a handful of listeners, and hopefully, if you're listening, you can yeah. get the hint. We would love for you to send us some stuff so we can answer some questions or just kind of go back and forth and, with you for sure. So, And if it's something I think, like, if we think, oh, that, that'd be cool, maybe we'll, we'll do a podcast on it. Yeah, I think absolutely reason for us to get the feedback hey like where are you guys at or what are you guys doing absolutely yeah that'd be awesome speaking of which what did you do for exercise today or should i say training what did you do for training today uh nothing yet i actually just got in i was away last night and then um i have to go into work tonight but i'm gonna i'm gonna get a session a little conditioning session in before i roll into work for the night so it's, gonna hit a, it's, it's gorgeous out down here. I don't know about yeah. where you're at. So I didn't want to get the Yeah, it, um, it cracked into the 60s today, which is crazy. Um, so my girls are asleep right now, but when they wake up, yeah, we'll be outside ripping around the neighborhood for a little bit. I mean, it is insanely beautiful today. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I got to tell you this, this was funny. I had a little run this morning, which was fine. No issues there, but um, I had about a 45-ish minute swim also. Mm-hmm. And my coach gave me what's called a Tarzan drill. Do you know what okay, that is? What is that? Well, I don't know what that is. What is that? I didn't know either. And he sends me this video. Well, the, okay. The only reason I knew what it was is because he had blogged about it in the past. He has a blog as well. Um, I'll, I'll get his permission before I completely plug it in, in this podcast, but, um, yeah, you should definitely be following his blog too. He's, he's pretty, pretty sweet with the stuff that he talks about. He talks about his training and specifically triathlon. So, um, 
if you're into that, that's his is a good one to follow. And I'll, I'll plug that after I talk with him a little bit, but, um, <laughs> he blogged about this before. So I knew what it was by the name. I'd never really like seen it done. It's called a Tarzan drill. He sends me this video last week of this guy. It's you're swimming through the water with your head out of the water. And it's not just like, I don't know how to explain like people who don't want to get their hair wet, have a way to swim in the water of like kind of rotating their body side to side. It's not like that. It's the intention of almost like practicing getting better at sighting, I think in open water. Um, so open water, you know, if your head's just down and all you're doing is breathing side to side, you're never going to know where you're going. So from time to time, you have to sight and pick your head up or whatever that looks like for different people. It, you know, it is what it is. But I think this drill essentially just gets you more comfortable doing that effectively. Anyway, <laughs> it was so hard. Was I, was, really? I was so terrible at it. Thankfully, I only had to do um, a handful of like small 25 meter intervals. Um, so it wasn't like. I was doing it for the entire 45 minutes. It was really just like an introduction and practice it, but I was supposed to do it for a full 25 meters and I couldn't like, it was, it was so hard. And like the first time or two, I'm sitting there swallowing water, trying to keep my head up because I'm not like the most buoyant person in the world. So as soon as my head comes up, my hips and my feet go straight down. So it, it was a challenge. I mean, I definitely got better at it. I had, I did like five or six intervals. I got better at it towards the end where I was close to doing the whole lap of the pool, 25 meters, which was it, was it harder? Like, was it more physically demanding or just getting the technique down? I mean, both. So I was inefficient enough at doing it that my heart rate was pretty darn high. Um, there's a technique to it yeah okay yeah so i i was pretty bad at it that i was working pretty hard and um it was paired with an easy 25 so it was a 50 meter interval i did 25 tarzan basically i didn't do 25 tarzan i probably did like 15 total on the on the on the um lap and then 25 easy and on the 25 easy I was, I could feel that it was, it was hitting me pretty hard. Like it was, it was hard. So I had that little, you know, um, excess post-exercise O2, right? So the heart rate stays elevated a little bit. So after that, um, hard interval, my heart rate kind of shot up during the rest interval, which yeah. was really weird. And it, it just, it made it really challenging, but, um, yeah. So thanks for that. If you're listening coach, I'm not hundred percent sure if he listens to, to all of these but that was super tough but little segue here that was part of my training today mm-hmm. um and you know something we've both kind of been talking about a little bit but you know the difference between what training is and what exercise is or what physical activity is you know there there's a difference there and i think it's worth at least chatting about it a little bit because this time of year especially is a hard time of year for people to like stay motivated right yeah you know you look out your window today and of course it's gorgeous so there's probably going to be a three thousand percent increase of people like riding running around on the trails walking dogs like there's probably going to be more today but 
you know, generally speaking, this time of year is pretty tough. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and I was actually just going to, you kind of touched upon your training and I'm, I texted you last night. I, uh, I got a session in a little bit later last night and the whole training versus exercise thing. And I wrote a blog and said, Hey, my training has been going super good the first week into it that this ninth, ninth week, so it should be the 10th week. And I had a heavy squat day and I was supposed to hit an X number. It's the, the last set I pretty much take. So not complete failure. I like to leave two in the tank. Um, and I had, a, I had my last set on the squat and I had a certain number I wanted to hit. It was high, but the week before was very, very good and it felt good. But in my warm up, I could tell it was, it, I, the number that I put down, it would have been a struggle. And so I bumped it down to a separate number. Essentially, I wanted to hit 20 reps at X weight. And uh, what? For a squat? Yeah. Squat. Yeah, and uh, I was just I just wanted to smoke it, and uh, I know that's high, but whatever. Um, and I bumped it down. Hey, I'll try to hit 15. I tell you what, I I got under the bar and about five. Like it just my my groove was off. Like I just could not get in the groove. And I think about I got to 10, and I'm like, I started my hip started shooting up, and it wasn't a, it wasn't it shouldn't have felt heavy. And um, it did, like I said, it felt like I had a truck on my back. So I ended up just cutting my loss, racking it. And I finished my session, but um, like you said, it's the whole training and that's going to happen. And um, that's, and it, that's expected. I, I get, fr you get frustrated in those times, but I always think most training days are average. You know, how many, how many days you're going to get above average or super, super bad. So um, we'll keep moving forward and, kind of goes into like hey training versus exercise and right now we're both on a program i think and um you know training training is physical activity is something i think where people go out kind of recreational you're going out you're walking you're staying physically active and then training i think to me is you have an overall purpose in mind um and i think kind of you can kind of jump into where you think it might be beneficial for each yeah, I mean, I think there it is, you know, there's the difference between training and exercise. Exercise is, you know, essentially just, well, I think we could even expand that a little bit more. We could almost make yeah. three different categories, training, exercise, and physical activity. So, okay. you know, your physical activity is just any type of movement throughout the day, right? If you have to walk up a flight of stairs to get into your apartment, if you're grabbing groceries in from the grocery store or from your car into the house, you know, if you're, if you're carrying the kids around or you're pushing them in a stroller at the park, that's physical activity. Whereas exercise, I would say the, the step up from physical activity to exercise that exercise has a planned, um, like a planned physiological adaptation, um, where, you know, you're running or you're lifting to get stronger or, you know, you're running to get faster or to lose body fat or something like that. And then mm -hmm. you know, a step, a step further, instead of just a physiological adaptation, training would be almost, you know, um, an exercise program that has the goal of not only a physiological adaptation, but a performance, like hitting a performance metric. 
So, you know, exercise is great. So when I think of exercise, I think more just like general health, um, general health and, and longevity. So faster, stronger, stuff like that. But for training, hitting specific performance metrics is kind of where the framework comes in. And like you said, we both are training right now. Um, we both have, you know, I don't, this is another thing we could talk about. I don't think I necessarily need a carrot of a race to be training for in order to be training. Right. But we kind of both have that carrot, you know, I have a big race, you have a big hunt and we kind of both, at least this year, you know, we both have that carrot kind of forcing us to be in a training program. But I think people who don't have that, um, that thing that they're working, working for in terms of competition, competing, um, you can still train, you can still want to hit a performance metric, you know, and that is different than exercise exercise. I think people who exercise, it's great. It's, it's general health. It keeps you healthy. It keeps you moving. The blood's flowing, but um, you know, you might care a little bit less about your performance. And I think if you care about your performance, you're training. You know, if you want, if you want to deadlift 500 pounds, you're training to do that. You're not just going into the gym, randomly picking weight up and putting it down. You know, there has to be a plan in order to achieve something, some type of metric like that. Right. You just sparked something when you said that, you know, you said someone that wants to deadlift 500 pounds. Right. So I think that person, so you take person A and person B, person A, they both want to deadlift 500 pounds, right? And I'm just thinking, they, one could be exercising and one could be training. You know, there's that one guy that, hey, I have a, I have a year-long program that I have established for this entire year to get me to that 500 pounds, right? It's thought up, it's planned. And there could be that other person that walks into the gym, hey, I want to deadlift 500 pounds. They go in, they deadlift every day. It's like, to me, that's exercising. And um, like they have no formal plan. They're, they're kind of just doing busy work saying, I want to deadlift 500 pounds. And we kind of had that talk the other day where you're just kind of spinning your wheels after so long. So I think the purpose behind it and what you're doing, is it part of a bigger plan? To me, like in my mind, that's a program versus exercise. Um, and like I said, I'm never going to, I will never knock anyone for exercising. I will not knock anyone for doing physical activity because at the end of the day if you are doing something you're yep you're doing yep. more than i think the average person so. yeah something's something's better than nothing and something's better than nothing and um well anything's better than nothing and how did we say that before something's said, better than nothing a little it. bit's good more is better but something's always better than nothing that's what it is some yeah. is good more is better and anything's better than nothing something like that yeah so like now i think of like that person that they're both going in it's like who's at the after that year like who's probably going to have more of the improvement for the 500 pound deadlift i i guarantee you the person that has actually thought out a formal plan and the person that's just walking into the gym every day oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to pr every day until i hit 500 pounds you know right and i i think i think that's a a good point to kind of chat about a little bit i think I, when you, when you explained that, I thought of examples of athletes I've worked with people that I know personally also who have 
wasted time trying to trying to reach a goal without really putting any teeth into it. So I think, like you said, exercise is great. We're not going to tell you, you know, that exercise is bad, but if you have a specific goal, you need to have more of a training mindset. And, you know, that, that example of someone wanting to get a stronger deadlift or reach 500 pounds, if you just go in and deadlift your heart away, um, you're wasting way too much time, way too much time. So there's, the way I look at this, and this applies to endurance sport as well, in my opinion, is if you are training, you should be either training super high uh, intensity, super low intensity, and never in the middle. That's that's like a very general way to describe it. Um, I forget the exact lifting program that follows those percentages but they it it the program dang it oh man it's popular too i just can't remember the name of it the program um you know who wrote it i just can't remember it off the top of my head i used to ha i had some familiarity with it about a year and a half ago and i just kind of got away from it but um it's it emphasizes lifting at percentages like 90 and greater 85, 90 and greater, or, um, you know, 50 to 60 and lower. There's really no, in that program, there's nothing in the middle, um, in terms of percentages. And you have to, you have to think that if you're, if you're someone who wants to go in and get stronger, but you don't have a coach, let's say, for example, you're going to go in and you're going to lift on your own and you're going to think that you're lifting to get stronger. When in fact, you might not be lifting heavy enough to actually get stronger because you don't have anybody helping you with your percentages and stuff. But then you're also not quite low enough to give your nervous system a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're stressed enough because the percentage is high enough that you're not resting your central nervous system, but you're not training at a high enough percentage to actually elicit that performance response of increased or improved strength you know yeah, so what do you say the demands aren't there right yeah. right like you have the intention behind doing it but you don't actually most people don't actually train at a high enough intensity to get there so that like you said they end up spinning their wheels still deadlifting every day but you can't be 100 percent every day so you're just you're training and putting fatigue on top of fatigue on top of fatigue when, you know, the percentage you're ultimately lifting at is not heavy enough to get stronger and it's not low enough to get a true break. And the same thing applies for, for um, endurance sport, in my opinion, is that if you're going to train at a high intensity, it needs to be high enough that you're, you know, you're at at least a pace tempo or high intensity, um, percentage, I guess, of your capacity. So a pace tempo would be about race pace a little bit higher. And then, um, your high intensity intervals are going to be higher than your maximal, um, capacity, but short enough that you can actually do them for a little bit. So you either have to be super, super high intensity or very low intensity to give yourself a break. You know, I, actually, you know, that, 
a good program to me is going to fluctuate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, you're, you're not going to spend three straight weeks at 95%. No way. Like, no, you're going to touch it and, but then you need to recover. So the next day to two days to three days are going to be down low and they need to be down low, low. You know, you can't, you can't lift that. 85, 90% and just destroy yourself. And then the next two days go lift at 75, 80% and think that you're recovering because it's not quite low enough to recover, but it's not strong enough to get stronger. So go ahead. No, I agree with you. I I agree. And I think it's a, it's a learning curve too, for a person as well to learn what you can handle. And I mean, it took me a while and I still obviously, still learning all the time, like what I feel I can take and what, where I can push it, where I need to back off. And like, I think you hit the nail on the head. You can't spend three weeks at 90%. And some per, some people, they might benefit from bumping down to 75% and doing some higher volume. Some people might benefit from bumping down to like 80% doing like a moderate volume. You know, it's all going to, it's going to, be dependent, I think. And I, I don't always think like every yeah, programming in individual, every person is different, but I think to a, to a point too, it's just, you could, not everyone is that skewed or that off where they need like something totally tailored to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, but I still think it does take person learning their own, their own body to kind of feel what they need. But I like how you, you hit the nail on the head, how you said it's going to fluctuate as well. I think that's cool. Like, and my thing is, I think of you going into this triathlon, this is your first Ironman, right? Yeah. And you're not like, your training is not um, doing a sprint triathlon every day, or you're not, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people will think that, or take a general athlete, take a football player, for example, not just in the weight room, just take an athlete. They're not going, they're not doing live um, scrimmages every day at practice. You know, it's the same thing, I think, for training. You know, you got to work on your technique. It's a, it's a building process. I think a lot of people forget that. And then that's, that's where I think the programming is. And then I think we bumped down to the exercise. Let's, let's talk about it, because maybe some people that are listening aren't into the programming right now. Yeah. I'm just touch about the exercise i know you've had some you got to work in some places maybe where you kind of had some exercise stuff which is awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> exercise is great i mean the first thing i think of when i just hear the word exercise as it relates to movement without a real like performance goal in mind i just think of general health and i think of um like group exercise. I think of group exercise class. Exact same thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Like that's what I think of. And it's great. And I, I love it. I used to, heck, I used to coach group exercise, all different kinds of group exercise, like all the time, every day, all day, you know, like I love that world. I think it's very, very valuable. And you know what? I still participate in that world sometimes because sometimes that's what, so, so people who, who do train, nonstop. So that can get really, that can get, that can take its toll and you can get burnt out real quick if you don't take time for yourself to just change it up a little bit. So um, yeah, I still participate in that world. I'll go, you know, I'll take a spin class or go, you know, go um, 
watch another class or, or something like a CrossFit, but, um, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not personally in that world as much anymore, but that world is doing a lot of good for keeping people healthy and mm -hmm. for creating an environment where people, you know, they start to rely on each other to kind of to, just to kind of motivate themselves. So those businesses are <laughs> like awesome. If you can set that business up the right way, that your members will like almost just run it for you because of the, the camaraderie and the um, almost like the family aspect of, yeah. Hey, Mitch is going to be at that group exercise class five days a week at 6am. Guess what? So am I because Mitch knows that I'm going to be there. So he's going to be there. So I definitely can't let him down. You know, like that mentality is great with exercise. And we see that a lot. And um, yeah, I think of general health, I think of group X and I think of um, for the most part, I think of a lot of cardiovascular and cardio respiratory type mm -hmm. exercise classes, you know, let's be real. They're probably disguised as something else. Right. And, you know, a lot of group X can be um, pretty similar to one another, but just with a different, a different wrapping paper. So yeah. <laughs> with what's inside is for the most part, the same. Now there might be different skill set that's required for Taibo versus Zumba versus whatever else, right. Or aerobic dance or whatever. But when it comes down to it, most of the people in those environments are looking at caloric burn. So, I mean, when it comes down to it from minute zero to minute 60, look at the caloric burn. I mean, what's, what's really the difference? That's the end goal. Get there. However you need to get there, enjoy what you're doing, love what you're doing, move around, encourage those relationships. And, um, you know, for the most part, just get that caloric burn up most, mostly a, a cardiovascular, um, adaptation from from what i would guess maybe some muscle endurance i guess what do you think yeah i'd agree like i said you probably have you have way more experience in that general population than i do which is cool um i uh, i have known some people that have loved those classes and i think one thing they do whether you're going to a crossfit box um or you're going i think they open you up to the world of fitness and which is really cool and I think that's where you might dive into, hey, I love weightlifting. You know, if you're going into a CrossFit world and you're seeing, wow, I, I think I could get into the sport of weightlifting. Okay, now you might start taking weightlifting serious and you might, let's say, graduate for lack of a better term to, um, I'm going to focus on that now and maybe, maybe program and try to do a meet. You know, I think that's, and I think it's like, it's kind of a, um, maybe, some, maybe people won't do that, but I think it definitely has opened up the world to where you can start to get serious or people might have a different route to becoming a different type of athlete than they even knew existed. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this already a little bit about bringing this person on and I'm not, I don't mind giving them a shout out now because I know we're going to bring him on eventually, but um, he owns steel city barbell. And I, I imagine um, that he'll be on here in the near future anyways. But um, what's cool about what you just said with the whole CrossFit example, graduating to, you know, 
weightlifting and then maybe pursuing it. That's basically what some members at a local box out here are kind of doing. And they're not, they're not like stopping one for the other, but they're just kind of blending multiple worlds um, into their exercise. So they have an exercise world, a training world now with some Olympic weightlifting, but they still participate in stuff like group exercise or CrossFit just to kind of keep that group atmosphere because that's what got them there in the first place. And I think you're right in terms of, yikes, we could definitely get into this one, but in terms of one of the positives of CrossFit (laughs) is that, um, um, it, you're right. It exposes you to a lot of different types of exercise. Um, there's so many different movements in CrossFit and variations. And, um, you know, I think one of the coolest things of it is exactly what, at least what I'm seeing, what I've seen, um, at Steel City Barbell is that, um, people can, like you said, graduate from that world of everything to almost like a specialty of, um, weightlifting, which is really cool. Or, you know, throw that example into any other world and you can see the same That's, thing. But I was going to say, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say this for me. Um, I don't compete in CrossFit, but it's when I thought of like people getting exposure, that was kind of like the first thing that came to my head. And feel like, yeah. I mean, the CrossFit games, what came on TV, like that's crazy. Like you don't feel like the same thing. If you go to a gym and you see some guy pulling like six, 700 pounds squat, like, Hey, like, what do you do? I'm, I'm a power, like I compete in powerlifting. Okay. So maybe that person stops just going to the gym for exercise and they get on the powerlifting route or say someone went to a jujitsu gym just to learn some basic training. Now they start competing in jujitsu tournaments. Right. You you can correlate it to pretty much anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about this one real quick in terms of like time of the year for like increased training, decreased training, increased motivation, decreased motivation, you know, or is there a time of year that you're okay with just exercise versus training? Like, what does your calendar, like your annual year look like in terms of training versus exercise? Um, for me individually? Yeah. Obviously this year I have a big event in September. So I'm kind of taking this winter to kind of focus on getting stronger and like I said, we talked about before, my, my endurance doesn't need to be anything out of the roof right now, but I still want to keep it. So as I get closer to September, I'm probably going to be increasing my endurance and maybe taking the volume from being under the bar down a little bit and putting more of the volume to the endurance aspect. But motivation-wise, uh, motivation's going to, I don't I hate the word, I'm not a big fan of the word motivation, like, because at the end of the day, like, it's motivation is going to come and go and we both know that like there's days probably you wake up at five and man I don't want to I do not want to run this morning and but like the discipline is going to carry you out of bed and um that's a whole other conversation that's a mental thing but anyway um my the motivation doesn't really I mean at the end of the day I'm gonna I'm gonna train it's just where am I at what do I have in my year that I'm gonna have to base everything around it's kind of it's kind of that no matter what I'm still gonna still gonna train hard all year round, and I'm, I'm pro- going to base it around specific events that I feel I need to be prepared for. How, what does that answer your question? Yeah, I guess like, is there um, 
is there a certain time of the year? And I say time of the year because I guess I'm kind of alluding to like, what, what is it like November through like now, <laughs> basically November, December, January, February, maybe March too. Like if you look around, it seems like it's really difficult for people to maintain some type of normalcy or routine okay. in terms of, yeah. let's say people who specifically exercise and maybe never train for any specific event. Yeah. Um, it seems like exercise is a lot harder during those winter months. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's definitely tough. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be a personal choice is, Hey, like, do, do I want to pro plan something right now? Like, what do you have access to in the winter months is if, if you don't have access to a gym or you, the weather's kind of keeping you from going to the gym physically, is like, hey, do I have things at home that maybe I can set up a program for that I might be able to adhere to easier, even if the yeah, gym, yeah. even if I can't get to the gym. So it's definitely, it definitely makes the, I think the winter months definitely can make it harder if you're at a spot where, hey, this, the environment doesn't really let you do some things. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, it becomes a personal choice. It absolutely is. And I, I think, um, I like how you said discipline will carry you out of bed and it's definitely mental. And we'll talk about that. That's a, that's a great topic right there, but, um, it is, it's hard because, um, there's a lot of people who, you know, they'll train, train, train and get to their event, compete in their event. And then it's like, okay, well now what, what do we do? You know, you just trained for a few months, you know, maybe more than a few months, and, um, you know, now that, that penultimate event is gone and, um, it's really easy to sit around and do nothing after something like that. But as we both know, you sit around and do nothing for even a, a week to two weeks. Of course, if you're injured, you need to take your time. Right. But aside from injury, if you're sitting around doing nothing for two weeks, you're losing a lot of fitness that you gained over the course of that that build so for me specifically I've seen it in athletes and I've I've felt it in myself a little bit more recently I guess I think I ran my first marathon a couple years ago maybe three three years ago I think three years ago and um I took an off you know I took a like an off season where I was like I'm just going to get stronger. I'm going to focus on lifting a little bit. And, um, I didn't really run hardly at all, but I wanted to run the marathon again. You know, when that time came around, I was like, eh, yeah, I'll do it again. But my off season was so unfocused on maintaining like a base level of fitness to carry me through that. I almost started back over mm -hmm. and, I was like super conscious of that this time around in um, after running the October marathon that I ran, I was super conscious to maintain some normalcy, November, December, January, those three months prior to starting my big, big build for September. And honestly, I feel like a lot of people waste their time over those few months in the winter spinning wheels, doing nothing, making excuses that, you know, it's cold out, 
you know, boo-hoo, woe is me. I can't just... Well, it's going to be hot in the summer. Yeah, I know. I just, I really just, uh, oh, man, that just grinds my gears. But, um, yeah, I think if you're out doing something now and if you can if you can make those winter months a priority, then it's just going to make the real time to exercise. Like the rest of the world starts exercising like around spring break time, right? March, April. Um, it's going to, you're just going to be way ahead of the game. And if you do decide to train for something specifically, you won't have to focus on building as much as maybe you normally would. Cause you'll have maintained such a solid base over that time frame. Yeah, I want to touch on two things real quick. One is, um, you don't. It doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a two month period, put some work in. But and like, if you put work in for two months, if it's if it's nothing crazy, you're. I think that's gonna the benefits you're gonna see from that compared to doing nothing are gonna be night and day. Yeah. And then two on the other note is you were talking about the off season. Quick question: How long like was your off season? that you that you talked about um so it was if i, I want to say the rest of october was probably a postseason that was probably like a a mid october early to mid october and then the rest of october so like a two-week post season where i just kind of mm-hmm. stayed active reduced my volume obviously and then November, December was probably off. And I guess I would consider January more of a pre where I, so I would love to talk about this way more, but we're already up against it. Um, In terms of like training variables and how I would manipulate them in like different seasons, my off season for me, at least this past off season, those two months was um, just stay consistent. And I would say it was more of just exercising. Frankly, I would, I would say that I wasn't really training to, to maintain any specific performance metric. I was just, I was just trying to be and hold on to consistency. So I wasn't trying to run five or six times a week, but I was running three, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't like biking, um, three or four, but I was biking twice, you know, and same with swimming, like swimming, the pools were closed, frankly. So I just did my best with what I could, but I was trying to just maintain normalcy and not necessarily hit performance metrics. Whereas January came around and the number one thing that you should, in my opinion, always manipulate first is frequency. So I went to I went from, you know, three runs a week and I bumped it back up to about five. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would consider that more of a preseason, just kind of prepping for what's going to be happening during my big blocks. And, you know, I guess you could consider what I'm doing even a a little bit of an off season right now with just building, 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 building. But um, in terms of how I looked at it now, I'm like in the heart of my, like my my season so I guess an in season but it's just a really really long in season where I'm but it like I said though it depends how you look at your calendar year because I looked at those two months as an off season but in the off season you focus on building 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 which is what I'm doing now so 
it was off compared to what I was doing. And now I'm on a new plan. So this is probably more of an off season, but I did have a preparatory period that I would say was January where I focused on getting my frequency back up for swim, bike, run. So I could sustain what my coach had planned for me beginning Mm -hmm. of February. So preparatory period of January. And here we are in (laughs) probably, uh, I get that's a good question. I don't even know if this is an in season or an off season because it's not the season. It's an off season. It's yeah. just an extended, extended off season. Another thing that's unique to new. Another thing that's unique. You never did a race this big, so you're obviously going to need a little bit more time. Yeah, and you're doing right. it smaller. Another thing too, like if you take a for you, this is your first time ever doing a race this big. Like some people might argue, but if you take a month, like just to be active afterward. I think you'd be doing yourself a service. You know, you've put in months of training. And then if you take a month, like I said, active, like you're going for walks, runs, like maybe nothing totally crazy, um, just to kind of get your mind back. I think the yep. mental aspect. Um, yeah. And hey, maybe you don't take a month, two weeks, two to four weeks, whatever, what have you. You're just kind of doing some things you like. And because I think the mental aspect to get your mind back to where it needs to be is another thing that needs to easy to get caught up from all that prep work. Yeah. And that's the other thing, speaking of doing something you want to do or giving your mind a break, I think it's important to like go do stuff. That's fun. Like there's going to be times where, you know, you're sitting out at dinner and you're like, Oh man, I can't have that slice of pizza because I have to do this, this, and this in, in training or, or, you know, I can't have, I can't have that beer because it's going to make me feel this, this, and this. So what, you know, whatever, or, you know, I can't, you know, you can't go to the, you can't go on that hike because you have to get in your three hour bike ride. Yeah. Like, no, I live live that life, man. We'll talk about that one day. I lived that life for a while and one, it's not fun Two, It probably got me less (laughs) places than it did when I'm like, Hey, just eat the slice of pizza, get it over with enjoy yourself because then when you come back in you know you're you're gonna get after it you know yeah for sure anyway um we're up against the gun that was some really good stuff man that was a good one um so yeah if you're exercising awesome keep exercising nothing wrong with that if you want to train you have some questions about what that's like reach out let us know send us an email at hillpursuit.gmail.com um Check out the, the, the website, hillpursuit.com, where you can see the daily blog, access the, po- the podcast on uh, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And then, of course, check us out on social media, at Hill Pursuit, Facebook and Instagram, all the things. What else you got, Mitch? Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, that was a good one. Thanks, guys, for listening. Episode 11, we will see you.